Welcome to this episode of Consider It Black-Lit. I am Kim, your host, and for those of you tuning in for the first time, Consider It Black-Lit highlights films, television programs, and stage plays that feature African Americans both up front and behind the scenes. We also discuss social issues as it relates to some of these programs and how they may or may not impact our communities. So thank you for tuning in, and we hope you continue to tune in each week. Today, it is my pleasure to highlight the 1973 classic, Coffee, starring Pam Greer. Coffee is a story of a dedicated nurse who gets fed up with the narcotics in her community, especially after her sister overdoses on heroin. Coffee decides to take justice in her own hands. Today, it is my pleasure to have a writer and journalist and an overall bison from Howard University from back in the day, Janine Raines. H-U. You know. <laughs> so, Janine, before we start talking about coffee, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? I mean, you've been here before, but let's just refresh their memory. Okay, thank you, Kim. I come here as an author. You know, I'm the author of the book, the Double Day book, Beauty Licious, The Black Girl's Guide to the Fabulous Life. And part of, uh, a big part of the book is focusing on who I call the fabulous dolls. The late, the late great Diane Carroll, Pam Greer, Diana Ross, um, et cetera. So um, that the book, again, uh, looks to their lives and some of their fabulousness to see what us regular girls can learn from them. As a, as a writer, I'm also, I also do different lifestyle pieces for different magazines, and you know, I work on very, and I'm working on various projects at the moment, working on my. Like my fourth book, if you can believe it. Wow. It's been four books already? Well, it's been, because remember, I worked on a lot of, I did a lot of beauty books for Essence. Yeah, you did. You mm -hmm. did. That's amazing. I can't wait for the next one. Oh, thanks. Okay, so back to Pam Greer and Coffee. So, uh, the movie starts out with Pam Greer's character, Coffee, blowing the head off of a drug dealer. Tell me what you think about a nurse who's supposed to save lives killing somebody, basically. I hate to say... Is it, was it really wrong? <laughs> He's a dealer. I know that wasn't right, but it, that also just, it, that opening just put, you, shows you where we're going to go with the movie in terms of what, what was going on in the community that she felt like this was something she had, that a nurse feels like this is something that she has to do. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And back in the 70s, I'm not saying that I was alive then, but <laughs> the well, but community... But you were. <laughs> the community really rallied around these coffee, Pam Greer movies. Why do you think it resonated so well with the black community back then? The movie's like catharsis for people, in, in a sense, for our community. I mean, because the truth is, back then, you know, you had the scourge of... Um, Coke, yeah, no, not so much cocaine, but a heroin, you know, there was heroin, a lot of heroin in uh, the black community. You know, again, we're dealing with racism. And so these are revenge fantasies, and people really, you know, enjoyed seeing them. And to see it executed by a beautiful, intelligent black woman made it even better. Because mm, most of these movies of the time, the lead characters were men. The, 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 exactly. The, mm -hmm. You know, so you say Shaft is probably... Shaft is the, probably the movie to kick the door wide open for the black exploitation movement. But Pam Greer was the first woman to head up her own movie. And when they saw how well she, you know, the, how well, like you pointed out, the audiences took to her, she became the queen of black exploitation. Right, right. And a lot of the movies of the day uh, focused on, you know, 
uh, fighting against people who brought heroin into to the community. Um, I know that during the 1970s, it was uh, there was an influx of heroin because many Vietnam vets were exposed to it when they were overseas. So you Absolutely. know, when it comes back to this country, anything that's negative, it hits the poor inner city communities, communities um, worse. So I think that, you know, people were desperate. So when they saw movies like this, it was good to see somebody who was really kind of standing up yep. to these drug dealers and even going a step further, the people who were supplying the, Absolutely. the drugs. Absolutely. I was going to say that, that, and that also the supplier was a big part of the story mm -hmm. because that's the man. And the man always was just like the code word for, okay, every the white man. And so, and the bad influences that was pumped into the community from the man. Right. So, yes, people people enjoyed those movies. It was kind of, like I said, it was a revenge fantasy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got to see good, splashy, loud flat fashions. You, you, you know, people were kicking butt. People were looking beautiful. People were getting killed. You, you got everything in a good 90 minutes. Right. It was a lot of action and excitement, excitement going on. Excitement, romance, sex, you were getting it all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a lot of criticism about black exploitation movies, but I happen to like them. I personally, I like Blackula. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Blackula, too, and William Marshall, because, again, that was a, that was a, they turned the horror genre on its head. But, um, of course, who doesn't love Pam Grier? So, of course, I'm going to say Foxy Brown mm -hmm. and Sheba Baby. And, um... Wasn't really my favorite, but I know everybody that I know, everybody loves the Mac. Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. loves Goldie, Max Julian as the Mac. Yeah. But you know what I want to see, and it's a, a direct result of Dolomite Is My Name. I want to go back and look at some of the Rudy Ray Moore films. Okay. Um, you could, and God knows, thanks to a particular station, Bounce, I'm looking at Dolomite every other week. So, but I mean, it's all, when you look at it again, it was all very, well, I'm going to say for Dolomite, it's all very tongue in cheek. It was all very silly, very funny, you know, when you look at it now. And, and of course, Eddie Murphy is dealing with this in his movie, My Name is Dolomite. And what it took to put the movie together, what Rudy, May, what Rudy Ray Moore did, to, you know, had to do to get this movie out. So that, actually, Dolomite's a good study. And I would be remiss if I didn't say Cleopatra Jones. Oh, yes. With, um, with Tamara Dobson. Mm -hmm. Again, beautiful black woman, up, down for her community, kicking butt, taking names, you know, getting to the bottom of the problem. Another great, another great movie. And just another little known fact, they were always pitting Tamara Dobson and Pam Greer against one another, but they were actually good friends and roommates. Oh, okay. I didn't know they were roommates. They were roommates. They were roommates. And Tamara Dobson was getting mad about the whole thing because I think Ebony wrote a story about, you know, Pam is raunchy, and, but Tamara's more elegant, so on and so forth, and how they couldn't, that they weren't friends. And um, Tamara Dobson sent a letter, a nice letter to Ebony, like, stop that nonsense right now. We are good friends. You know, we stand for the same things, so on and so forth. So also it's good to, you know, it's always good to hear about camaraderie, you know. That's good. I think they need more of that today mm -hmm. because Absolutely. you hear about these young performers and artists fighting each other, and I'm like, I don't understand. I mean, you both right. are getting yours. You know, why can't we just come together? Right. Don't feed off what the media tries to play right up, up to, to make things exciting. No, you know that, I mean? absolutely. Because in, uh, in um, Pam Greer's book, Foxy, she's Pam actually says that as roommates, 
like Tam Tamara was to help her with makeup and fashion. And since Pam was more of like the, the kick behind girl, Pam was helping her with, look, this is how you get on a motorcycle. This is how you ride a motorcycle. This is how you, this is how you ride a horse. This is how, you know, getting her more, bringing her more up to speed for the action parts of her movie. And Pam, and Tamara was helping her with more of the glamorous aspects of Pam's movies. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, you know, what, what our images look like right now. We're, okay, the movies right now, everyone does owe, owe, um, has, owes a nod to the black exploitation movement. And again, and Pam Greer, who is, became, with, has become the forerunner of the intelligent, beautiful, very physical black, black woman that does what she has to do. So I, I would say just in general, a lot of the, most of the, most of the movies owe quite a nod to Pam Greer and the black exploitation movement. I can't just say one or two films. Yeah, and I'm wondering how much maybe some of the today's artists have studied her. You know, they may not talk about it, but I know with Watchman Regina King is very physical, um, and mm -hmm. she's a very kick butt person in there. And I'm wondering if she even studied some of the like Coffee Movie or Pam Greer movies because she was very physical too. Yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't see why not. And again, like in, let's say right now, what's the movie Queen and Slim? Um, while not exactly a kick butt in that sense. You have what you do have is that the outlaw sensibility of, okay, the system isn't working for me. I have to take I have to take matters into my own hands, you know, which is a it's just a common theme for us as black people. Yeah, it is. It is. Mm -hmm. um, I found it interesting that the writer, um, the writer director of Coffee was a white man, Jack Hill. Tell me your thoughts on that. Well, I mean. I, honestly, what did you expect? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's the seventies. You know, they mm -hmm. saw that these that these movies were making money, and actually, Jack Hill had the greatest regard for Pam, and Pam had the greatest regard for Jack. Jack had pulled her in on two other movies before that, the um, the prison, like the prison movies, like you know, Black Mama, White Mama, what have you, and Jack. When Jack was writing this, he had Pam in mind, and so and he let her loose to do what she does best. So I, I can't be mad. Thanks to Jack, he introduced us. You know, he gave us the queen of cinema. I know, he did, he did. One thing about the movie, I noticed that Pam, or Coffee, the character Coffee, uses her sexuality to get what she wants. What do you think about that, and how do you think a character like that would go over today? Okay, uh, a character like that, that was new. And then not, not and to be honest, it wasn't even necessarily new in the seventies. Today everybody does it at the drop of a hat, you know, just to get the groceries. So it's not really <laughs> it's not I I have to say it's not really new. But back in this back when Pam was doing it, like I said, it she brought a physicality to things. She she was she was not docile. She'd jump up, she'd punch if she had to punch you, she you know. She, if that wasn't the way to go, you know, she's shown a little cleavage or what have you. But she was always focused on what her what the goal was. Mm -hmm. That was the thing. You, she's very clearly delineated what was love, what was what was and what was sex, and what was I got to do what I got to do to get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. Let's talk. It was one particular scene at the mm -hmm. end. I think both of you and I liked it mm -hmm. when um, <laughs> because <laughs> I know Pam. Was dating the council person, right? Right, right, right. And she rolled the no up good on the no good council person, the no good council person, and she rolled up on him. Mm -hmm. And what happened? The woman came down and asked for something. Right, right. Because see, now see, we have to get back to 
the councilman did a good show of, you know, acting like he was for the people and, mm -hmm. you know, he had them, you know, he had the black community's best interests in mind. And it turns out he had his own best interests in mind mm -hmm. and he was really with the man. Mm -hmm. So it, it, Pam was very hurt because that was, at, it, as coffee, that was quite a betrayal. She thought he was, you know, a man of the people. And that's another thing you have to, when you really look at coffee, you have to look at the, also all of those elements that she really was, that as coffee, she was community-minded. She was about her people. She was. And, and she, was, she was attracted to the councilman, not the drug dealer, but the councilman because he was intelligent and was allegedly for the people. Now, now, I can't say for the people enough because <laughs> she didn't want to believe that he was part of the plot with, with the man, you know, or the mafia, the man, the mafia. She couldn't believe it. So she, was, she knew what her eyes was telling her, but her heart was saying, but I still love him. So now she's at the house and he knows that he's been found out and He's going to do, you know, he's trying to do his last desperate, but baby, you know I love you, so on and so I forth. Know. And the then, line we always fall for. Right, the line we are. And, and, and <laughs> but you know point. I love you. And, and okay. she Right, it's okay. And she was softening up because we fall, for, you know, we always go for that. You know, you get you put the gun down because she was getting ready to blow him away. You, you, know, you put the gun down and say, oh, Fred. And what <laughs> happens right at that point, now I'm, I'm sorry, people, the white girl comes out and she says, baby, where do you keep the ice? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you, okay, so we have to, obviously that was, uh, she needed that phrase to let everybody know, hey, I'm in the house and Fred loves me. So, of course, like I said, Pam thought he was about the people. Clearly, he was not about the people in any way, shape, or form. She had to kill him. Now he had he, to go. He had to go. <laughs> Um, so Pam Grier was one icon in this era. Who are some of the other icons? Because I know you and I go back and forth on mm -hmm. who we think were like the icons of the era. Who do you think? Oh, yeah, I mean, well, okay, so you're talking about the 70s. You're talking about like 73 to say like step, you know, to probably like early 80. Come on, you had a lot of people. You had, again, we the after mentioned Tamara Dobson from mm -hmm. Cleopatra Jones had a wonderful run. You're talking about it's still Diane Carroll's in the background being ever so elegant and beautiful. You know, then Di, um, Di, the great, the boss, Diana Ross, comes up later on in the 70s, you know, as um, Mahogany, and in the, the, it, it, um, the Lady Sings the Blues. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know, you know who I love. You know I love Judy Pace. Oh, yeah, and then, the, right, and then it was Judy Pace. There was, um, oh, and the underrated, but very great, Diane Sands. She's like, Diana Sands was like the actress's actress. They all loved her. Mm-hmm. So mm -hmm. you had you had quite a few people. You, you, you had a bevy of beautiful brown-skinned women mm -hmm. during that time period that were mm -hmm. really doing great things. Great things. You always could find something that you admired in their characters. And that's a credit to the actress. That That's not a credit to the, the director. That's not a credit to the writer. That's a credit to the actress of taking generally what was usually the one-dimensional, you're the girlfriend, um you're the friend or whatever, that's a credit to the actress taking the, the role to the next level. Yeah. And Pam Grier did that very well. Absolutely. Um, what are some of the other roles that she's played in? Now, after she did, we know Coffee, we know Foxy Brown, we know Sheba Baby, you know Friday Foster when she was a photographer. Then she branched out. Did she really go mainstream? Not, you know, she did a couple of things. She did something with Paul Newman, and I think was it Fort Apache, and,
but she didn't really become Pam Greer for another audience for another generation until about, I'd say, 97, with Quentin Tarantino's mm -hmm. uh, Jackie, Jackie, Jackie Brown, Brown mm -hmm. where she was nominated for a Golden Globe Award. And then Jackie Brown's the story of a down-on-a-luck airline stewardess who um, really just plays, you know, plays the mob, you know, plays the um, drug dealers against one another and gets the, gets the loot. That was a really good movie. Right. And she also was in, she did that run with um, The L Word on Showtime. Yes, then she, right, after, the, after, Jack, after Jackie Brown, it was The L Word on Showtime. And she's, you know, she's done, she's been, you know, she, you see her in, let's say, reruns of the, she's shown up in The Cosbys, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, um, CSI. She, she'll show up as a guest appearance. But right now, right now, if you're looking for the great Pam Greer, you can find her on ABC Channel 7 on Wednesdays, I think at 8 o'clock on Bless This Mess. Oh, okay. Which, which is basically, she would say, where she's really playing herself, and herself would be a woman that lives out um, on a farm, runs, the, I think, the drugstore or something, and just is dealing with the horses and, you know, country, country living. Mm. It's a, a bless this mess is somewhat like an update on Green Acres. Oh, okay. So if you like Green Acres, you'll like this. Yeah, I must admit, I haven't checked that out, but I definitely will. No, 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 actually, yeah. it's, pretty, it, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So let's get back to Pam Greer being the sex symbol of the time. It was like every guy I knew wanted to be with Pam Greer, but I understand she was never married. No, she was never married. Now, she had a lot of, she had a few high-profile romances, um, one in particular with she almost married Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Now, mm. she met him when he was Lou Alcinda. Okay, I think that should pretty much tell you everything. <laughs> she met him when he, he was Lou Alcinda, but he was going through the change of becoming Muslim. Mm -hmm. And why that, and he wanted her to be his wife, but where that went wrong was, you know, he gives her the book of how to be a Muslim woman, and that really was just going against everything she believed in terms of her independence and her autonomy. So, she wound up not marrying Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, the other, another high-profile romance would have been with um, Freddie Prince. Okay, those of us not born in the '70s who actually were there in the '70s, wink, wink, will remember Freddie Prince from Chico and the Man. Oh, the Chico Spence. and the Man. Yeah. The now, doesn't he have a son, Freddie Prince Freddie, Jr.? Freddie Prince okay. Jr. Right. Okay. But uh, those of us who weren't there but were there in the '70s remember Freddie Prince, who was really cute. And she used to deal with Freddie Prince. But that didn't really go anywhere because he had a big pro drug problem, and Pam is Pam was not a druggie. Or all the movies, or whatever. Pam was that Pam was that way in real life. She doesn't play with drugs, not at all. Mm. So that didn't go anywhere. Her, I think I don't know if she would feel like this was her love of her life, but it seemed like it was Richard Pryor. Mm. Richard's tendencies, you know. Um, to, I was going to say, to self-destruct became too much, she, you know, so she, she had to go. Mm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. She was such a beauty, and, and there was so many men who wanted to be with her. Mm -hmm. It just seemed like, you know, she was like a regular girl. Sometimes we just make the wrong choices, sometimes and it just don't wrong, work out. Sometimes the wrong choices, and what I, what I really do like is actually what it is is she was very true to herself. She understood that she was independent, and everybody wanted to get in on some level and take care of her and tell her what to do. And it wasn't even like, wait a minute, I'm in the, a bigger story. I'm in as big of a star as you are. It wasn't even this. It's just that she's like, I'm, I'm intelligent. I can think for myself. I, I just, I want to be 
part of a team. I don't, I don't need you to tell me what to do. And then, like, and then the other thing was she's trying to help people, and she's trying to help people that aren't trying to help themselves. Mm, yeah. So, but, but she knew, unlike a lot of us, um, she followed her intuitions. Like, you can't marry that person. Right, people do right. it, but that, so she didn't. Right, right. So now she's living her best life. She's living her best life. She lives, I believe, out in Colorado, which is why I was saying that the bless, bless this mess is really more up her alley. Mm. She lives in Colorado amongst her horses and dogs, which you know is why I love her. She, you know, and she's, uh, Pam is like the rough and rugged. She likes the um, outdoor life, you know, uh, with, with, like I said, with the horses and the dogs and you're hauling logs and, you know, hiking and things like that. That's really who, that's who she is and who she's always been. Mm. So she was never like the Hollywood doll. Mm. Mm. I guess people were looking at her to be that person. Right, right, right. So people, right, people come in on this shiny bauble of, oh, the beautiful, sexy Pam Grier. And she's like, that was, that's not really her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's not her. She's a nice, down-home kind of girl. Good for her. Mm -hmm. I think I read somewhere, too, didn't she have some health issues? She did, and it's funny you should ask about that now, because just yesterday, um, she had to go on TMZ. That, well, she did have cancer. Mm. And for some reason, the rumors are out today that, you know, she has stage four cancer. Oh, no. And she had to go on, you know, the TMZ had to report, no, 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 that, that's not the case. I don't know where you got that from. That, that, that she's fine. But there was a point where she did have stage four cancer. I, I, I want to I say maybe like the late 90s, early 2000s. But she beat that. But she beat that mm -hmm. and it's in remission and she's fine now. Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. kicked butt, like she kicked butt in the movie. She kicked cancer. And, that, and that's Good exactly right, because she will say, I'm a fighter. Mm -hmm. Twitter and social media, they're always killing somebody off. I know, and then that's why she had to come back and say, not me, I'm fine, I'm alive, cut it out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We love Pam Greer. Well, I know we talk a lot about Pam Greer because she's a significant part of coffee. She's iconic. Um, and with that, who do you think today may be a similar type of icon maybe 20 years from now? Who do you think will people will be looked back and talking about like we are talking about Pam Greer? It's... You know, I hate to say it, it's, it's hard to say. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say. Um, I see Tessa Thompson doing, you know, doing good work. Um, I think Yahar, what's on Yahara Shahidi mm -hmm. is be beautiful, intelligent, but we, we need to see more. Mm -hmm. um, from the dolls that we know, really, I'm trying to think of who's really even done any real action. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's Taraji P. Henson. Mm -hmm. Of course, I would say, um, of course, there's Halle Berry. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think, I don't know why Vivica wasn't given more to do action-wise, because she was actually pretty good in Independence Day, and she was in a Quentin Tarantino movie, Kill too. Bill. Kill Bill. She kicked butt she, in she that. Kicked butt. Mm -hmm. So I'm really actually surprised that they don't give her more kick-butt movies. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm going to put my girl Viv in, in that category. Um, I think Gabrielle Union will get her due in a different kind of way because Gabrielle Union stands up eloquently and intelligently mm -hmm. for for the cause. Yeah. And she's also, like, pushing behind the scenes, executing, producing a lot of her stuff. So she's really pushing for ownership, too. So that's one reason I really like Gabrielle. No, absolutely. So I can see her. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we couldn't do this conversation without Queen, Queen Angela Bassett. Oh, yes. Now, Angela Bassett... 
definitely icon. I was watching What's Love Got to Do With It recently, well, and I'm like, time. Yeah. why didn't she get an Academy Award for that? Well, any any of her things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any of her, any of her roles, but, yeah. um, yeah, no, no, we have a, we have a, uh, on the backs of Pam, we do have a nice, uh, um, we have a, a lot of women that should, you know, will wear the icon crown, mm-hmm. if not, if they're not already. Right, right, right. Well, anyway, everybody, as you can see, Janine and I just love Pam Greer. We do, we lo- Pam. We do. <laughs> we love coffee. You know, I love it because she kicks some butt. You know, she is the ultimate image of women's empowerment. Um, we encourage you to see her. You can see coffee on YouTube for a nominal fee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you used to get the movies for free, but they're like, mm-hmm. okay, you got to pay no, now. Yeah, you gotta but pay. that's mm-hmm. good. I hope mm-hmm. I hope some of that is going back to Pam. But definitely check out coffee. And you'll see what we're talking about. And there was some great love scenes in there, too. Yeah, okay. Now, we were we would be remiss if that they always had to write in some kind of, you know, greasy love scene. But mm-hmm. that's what the black exploitation movement was about. Right. It was greasy. And we were taking notes. Yeah, yeah, we were taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so very true. <laughs> but anyway, everyone, please check out Coffee. Please check out Pam Greer. What's her show? Bless This Mess. Bless This Mess Bless on this ABC. Mess. Let's support her. Let's reach out to her on social media and let her know that we love her. That we love her. Yep, definitely. So until next week, consider yourself blacklit. Thank you. Thank you.